0: Being a Better Man, episode 86. Alright guys, welcome to Wednesday. Welcome to Storytime with Alf. Storytime is where I tell a true story from my strange and interesting life. The purpose of the story is not just to entertain you, but also to share with you the lesson or lessons I learned from that story. They might even cause you to reevaluate parts of your life and help you get lessons that you never knew were there. With that being said, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. 11 years old is the youngest you can be in Boy Scouts. Before that, as you're getting ready to be a Boy Scout, you're a Cub Scout, and then a Weeblow. Finally, when you're 11 years of age, you can join an actual Boy Scout troop, which I did. And that first summer, after I turned 11 and joined a Scout troop, was also my first opportunity to go to Boy Scout camp. That was a pretty big deal, because your troop is there for a whole week with a bunch of other Boy Scout troops. You're away from home. You ate in a mess hall, and there were all kinds of things to do, because the camp was right on a lake at nighttime there was a theater sort of place made with logs and lit only by two huge fires where different groups of guys could tell stories or act out funny skits and of course many songs were sung as well the camp was nestled in a beautiful northwest forest with all kinds of hiking trails and that is where i got to learn most of what i know about native plants This was the first time I would be gone for an entire week, and my mother was not too pleased about it. She was nervous about me being out of her sight for that long. My father, on the other hand, was happy for me. He knew I would have the time of my life, and on the day I left, my father gave me a gift. I wasn't expecting a gift. My birthday had already come and gone. I opened it up, and it was a folding pocket knife. What you need to understand is that I had had other knives before, but up to this point my parents had made sure they were not sharp. In fact, they were intentionally dulled on a rock before I was allowed to have them. This knife was special. It was a real knife, and it was sharp as a razor, and it was beautiful. It had real wood sides and brass rivets. It wasn't a used knife. He had bought it special. It wasn't a big knife, the blade was only about 4 inches long. But I loved it and I could not wait to start carving wood into some kind of amazing shape. My dad took a little time explaining how sharp the knife was and making sure I remembered all the things he had taught me about how to hold it and to never cut towards my body. And after I got checked out with him, then my mother repeated everything he had said, just to be sure. So there I was at Camp Thunderbird. Everything was going perfectly, and I was having an amazing time. At night, I would sit with other wood-carving enthusiasts around the fire and use my new knife to carve things. My scoutmaster was a master woodcarver, and he was showing me some of his tricks. About the third day, I was walking back from the lake with a friend. The brush was thick and lush on each side of the path, and I decided to take a shortcut. I told my friend I would blaze a trail through the brush with my new knife. I whipped it out and started hacking. Suddenly, I was no longer a Boy Scout, but an explorer in the middle of a deep jungle, and my knife had become a machete. Everything was going pretty well. My knife could easily handle most branches up to the size of a pencil. I was swinging in wild roundhouse fashion from right to left, and then left to right, leaving a passable trail behind me with my little knife. Sometimes there were ferns or something pointing straight at me, and I would have to slice downward in front of me. It was during one of these moments that everything went wrong. From as high as I could reach, I swung down with all my force to sever a limb that was in front of me. Then I felt something uncomfortable, and I looked at my right leg, and there was my knife buried up to the hilt in my thigh. Four inches of steel were inside my leg. I got one of those adrenaline surges, the kind that you can feel going through your head. And then I froze for a minute, just looking at the handle sticking out of my leg. Before I went down, I grabbed the knife handle and pulled it out. Luckily, I pulled it out straight. Then the blood came, and I was down. My friend tried to help me up, but the severed muscle in my leg had contracted into a big knot and I couldn't move it, so instead he ran to get help and left me laying on the forest floor. I was upset that I had damaged myself, but I was more upset about the thought of my dad finding out what I had done. He had always stressed that knives were not toys, they were tools, and I had used it like a toy. I was holding pressure on the wound so the bleeding wasn't too bad but it was starting to hurt like crazy. I began to feel very alone and very stupid laying there on the ground waiting for help. There was a nurses station at the camp. It was attended by a nurse and it was full of medical supplies. After about 10 minutes I heard people coming. My friend led them down the trail I had blazed to where I was laying. By now the pain had become pretty intense, but I was trying very hard to be a tough guy and act like it didn't hurt too bad. Now, I had never met this nurse before. I had only heard about her. She was beautiful. She had light brown hair that was bleached by the sun. The sun had also kissed her skin with tiny little freckles, and she had big blue eyes and a disarming smile. It's hard to guess the age of adults when you're 11. But looking back, I would say she was probably 25. It was summertime and it was hot, so she was wearing shorts and a loose fitting halter top, and she was kneeling down right in front of me, tending to my leg. Well, let me tell you, it was a miracle. Suddenly, I was no longer aware of any pain. My entire universe had narrowed down to the sight of this angel in front of me, and that was all I was aware of. I was seeing some things I had never seen before, and the awareness of that put me in sort of a stupid trance. So much so that I wasn't answering her questions, because I wasn't able to. The power of speech had left me and I was falling in love, or something like it, for the first time. Unfortunately, the nurse and the men who came with her interpreted my lovesickness as a serious case of shock. So after my leg had a bandage, they hoisted me onto a stretcher and carried me back to the nurse's station. Man, I didn't want to go. I just wanted to sit there the rest of the day while she worked on my leg. But it wasn't up to me. After a while on the stretcher, my senses returned, and I started thinking about my dad again. Suddenly, I could talk. I began asking the adults if they could please not call my parents, but they informed me that they had to, because it was the policy. So, I quietly awaited my doom. I was sure they would rip me out of camp and take me back home, and I would never be able to come back. My parents showed up a while later. They both wore somber expressions, and my mother looked a little more worried than usual. My dad wasn't really mad, more like confused and disappointed. They did want to take me home, but I begged them to let me stay. The wound was dressed up nicely. I still couldn't move my leg very well, and there was a splint to make sure of it. But there were crutches in the nurse's station, and I talked them into letting me stay the last two days. Though I wouldn't be able to swim or anything, but they said okay. As punishment for using my knife like a toy, my dad took it home with him. But he said I could have it back when I got home. Well, that's the end of the story. So what lessons did I learn here? Well, for one, it taught me a healthy respect for sharp things. The muscle in my leg never did go back together quite right. Even now, when I flex my legs, my right thigh is a little different shape than the other one. But more than that, it taught me that I'm not invincible, which is an important lesson for a kid to learn. A little to the left, and I would have cut my femoral artery and bled out right there in the woods which would have been a really stupid way to die. I had been given a responsibility in the shape of a knife, and I had failed. Being on the cusp between boyhood and manhood and wanting very badly to be a man, I knew I had failed. It was a knowledge that weighed heavy on me, and I resolved myself to not fail like that again. I think my dad knew I felt it, and that's why he wasn't too hard on me. Overall, I think this was a turning point for me where I started to really learn that my dad knew what he was talking about, that there were things I could learn from him if I paid attention, and that there was real value to be had in doing so. And I've never stopped learning from him. He still has things to teach me all these years later finally i learned that there is some mysterious power some kind of undefinable magic that women have it can eliminate pain and rob you of speech it makes you all sweaty and stupid this was my first encounter with that power and i didn't understand it at the time but i have never forgotten this first brush with it it left an indelible mark In my mind. Well, that's it for today, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Now go out into the world and be a better man today than you were yesterday. Until next time, this is Alf Herigstad signing out.